internet welcome to the first episode of season 2 for chai and chill and today i have with us uh, author youtuber and influencer purva chakraborty welcome to chai and chill and thank you so much for joining me today and as you know the first thing that we do is thank the thank you so much <laughs> this is my this i actually stole from my room wait it says chill <laughs> okay <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me Anisha and I'm looking forward to this amazing conversation on chai and chill this is my chai mug yeah it's adorable it's like how to make a masala chai <laughs> yeah okay the first thing first so we know each other from calcutta and uh, and yeah. i know you as a blogger and a writer what made you decide to become a writer yeah okay so i think the main reason is the desire for free expression and i think the allure of telling stories i think during my growing up years like when i was a teenager i really struggled with this thing of expressing myself freely so somewhere i felt that my voice was always getting stifled so writing stories or writing poetry gives me that outlet of expressing myself and i think that i am my truest self when i'm writing so yeah that's the reason i decided to be a writer all my life <laughs> so uh, you know when i was prepping for the chaiangel session i went on amazon and i was trying mm. to figure out which book came first which book went came uh, was the recent release and i got a little lost right. so tell me a little bit about the books that you've written yeah yeah Yeah. So I think my writing journey started back in 2012. So I wrote my first novel, Walking in the Streets of Love and Destiny, which was like a triangle love story. Then I wrote my second novel, The Hidden Letters, which is like a suspense drama. After that, I ventured into poetry and wrote The Heart Listens to No One, which is a collection of love poems. Then I wrote Canvas of a Mind, another novel, which is a psychological thriller. After that I wrote two poetry books one is Letters from the Soul where I like experimented with 26 poetry forms and then finally mythological monologues which came this year where I wrote dramatic monologues of uh, characters from Ramayana and Mahabharata so yeah that's pretty much that's my a lot journey. of books. people tell me that I write a lot of books they should meet you <laughs> no, no you have written five more books than me <laughs> <laughs> I also do a lot of so maybe that is why. Uh, the other thing is this is a very hard question. The next question is if I ask you to pick your favorite, would you be able to do it? It's like trying to pick your favorite child. <laughs> yeah, it it is very difficult actually. Whenever someone asks me, I am like, okay, there's no no this. But right now, I will say that uh, mythological monologue because first of all, it came out this year, so I remember that book very well. So yeah, this one. I'm also showing it, doing a little bit of promotion. <laughs> yeah, do it. I'm going to put the links to all your books anyway. Was... <laughs> so sweet. Because first of all, it was very different from what I had written earlier, and I got to get under the skin of the characters from Ramayana and Mahabharata and try to just write what they were going through during that time. So I really had fun doing it. So yeah, this book. 
little bit about your writing process and at the same time i would also want to ask you that you participated in the national novel writing month and you won congratulations डेली <laughs> and obviously with the like regular job that we have right yep. so it was crazy i think i was quite irritable i was like always uh, having lots and lots of tea and having sleepless nights and literally going crazy but yeah when the month ended i felt so happy that i have the first draft of my like fourth novel yeah it felt great <laughs> So the person who started uh, Nanorimo actually said that that you cannot edit a blank page. So write, just write, and then we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I think that's the idea of Nanorimo that just write, even if you know that what you're writing is really utter horrible shit, and maybe you're going to edit each and every sentence later. Then also write. So I mean, that was the goal, not to go back and see if it makes sense. I think uh, even if there is a plot. Like there is a loop in the plot, then also don't go back. Just make notes, and uh, later you can come to it. It was crazy, really. It was like uh, really crazy. <laughs> no, I can understand. I did it once way back, and then I've never been able to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mentioned that we met each other in blogging events, and in uh, I think writers' melon ka some yeah. event we had met. So. Yeah, doodle room, mena. We yes. met the jukebox. I think it was a yeah. jukebox. Yes, I do remember that. Jukebox, jukebox. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So my question yeah. to you is: So you've been a blogger, you've been a well author. Do you find similarities when you blog and when you write stories, or do you find them to be very different from each other, like chalk and cheese? <laughs> no, I really find them quite similar, and uh, the reason I started my blog was this only, so that you know I can just write it more, more. I can write like flash fiction and write more poetry and do those blogging challenges. Like every Friday, there is a prompt, and you can write a like small fiction on it, and then write a little bit about my travel and movie reviews, book reviews, anything that comes to my mind. So yeah, and you know, like uh, there were so many times when what I wrote on my blog literally improved it, improvised it, and made it into a book. So I have done it so many times. So my blog is like that uh, experimental zone where I just experiment, and then I like use my best works, and then I try to convert them into a book. So yeah, like both the things, blogging and writing, for me they are very similar. Yeah. What about you? Oh, you I actually me. started blogging for the same reason as you because I wanted to write more and I wasn't getting the I don't have the discipline to write books. So suddenly and I have a lot of I'm very grateful that I have a lot of people who force me to write who force me to write at least one book every year. So this year I have completed the quota so they are not after my life anymore. But Yeah, I started blogging for the same reason. I wanted to write more. Plus, uh, when we started blogging, especially blogging yeah. was a huge thing. We used to have events, and there were so many other things happening constantly. Thing. 
Yeah, exactly like back when there was indie blogger Doggies was like huge that time. There was indie yeah, blogger, there was Blogger, and I think all of them. Blogger, yeah. <laughs> And Blogata was also so much active that time. We used to like uh, pick posts, and uh, so many contests used to go around. And now I don't know where are they. Indie blogger is not there. Blogata is also, I think, almost not there. So it's really yeah. sad. Really, yeah, I really feel sad. <laughs> yeah, the thing I really like about uh, I used to enjoy about blogs were the book reviews and the whole book blogging world. Which apparently has now come to Instagram and it has become a bookstagramming world. Yeah, totally. Everything has now come to Instagram. Everything, like uh, even yeah, I mean all the bloggers that uh, like earlier used to like write amazing like posts. Now even I see they are also doing Instagram and writing long long captions. So yeah. There's the a leeway which says that people don't read the captions. They only tap the pictures. So a lot of times you'll see people write it and take screenshots and put it up as a picture so that people at least read. <laughs> Seriously, that is like so sad. But I have seen that. I've seen many of my friends who don't even read the caption. They just like it. And then when I say, "Have you like read what I wrote?" Really, you wrote something like this? We had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I have faced it a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I have experienced that as well. Like I have put up uh, posts, long posts with the picture. People have only liked the picture, and the comments that they have put has nothing to do with what I have written. So they just assume they look at the picture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very pretty. Yeah, picture. and they comment. Yeah, they comment based on the picture. They have nothing to do with what is written. <laughs> so true. So true. You already have. Uh, you already are an uh, author. You have been a blogger. You have been an influencer, and then recently you started teaching people literature on YouTube. How did that come about? Yeah, yeah, right. So I think uh, last year it happened. Last year I started my channel, Learning Literature with Torba. I think I started it after clearing net exam. You just said that. I just wanted to do something with all the notes and everything that I, yeah, I was studying for that. I only took this decision that if I clear it, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. So that was how it started. But then I really enjoyed the process so much, and uh, and then I thought that maybe someday I can start an online or offline academy where I can teach net aspirants or something like that. So yeah, then I started taking it really seriously, and once uh, like YouTube monetized my channel, I think that really motivated me and took me to like cloud nine. <laughs> yeah, and I took it really seriously. Yeah. But you are making literature so much easier for everybody. I'm sure people not only from India but kids who are studying this abroad, they are like, oh, let me go check how to buy. This is a, and you're teaching it in a very yeah. easy way, so it's accessible for everyone. Yeah, and especially I saw that in this pandemic situation, when people cannot go to college and school, so I think people really like found this very helpful because I got so many comments where people were saying that we can't go to college and but these lectures are really helping them. So that really felt good. Yeah. Again, we are going to ask you a hard question, which is, do you have a favorite episode? Whenever I shoot an episode, I feel this is going to be epic. I am going to get plenty of views for this one. 
because I remember doing them from the British yeah. council. It didn't really help me. Yeah, yeah British council workshops. Yeah. What are those workshops like? I did an advanced one, which was for a day, and then they mm-hmm. teach you. They teach you basically very simple uh, tricks and tips to. It was a short story writing workshop, so they just. So okay. one thing I remember learning from there is they said that always end your short story with a twist. Do not make it predictable. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That is that is all I remember. Like other thing I remember. <laughs> one takeaway from that workshop. <laughs> but there is another thing I want to ask you that if you ever had the opportunity to turn one of your books into a web series or uh, a movie, which one would it be? Hmm. I think it will be canvas of a mind, you know, because it's a psychological thriller. So I think uh, that will be that will really make a good web series. Yeah, if I had the resources, I would have produced it myself. So someone please <laughs> produce it for me. <laughs> you tell me about your books. Which one would you want to see as a web series? No, if it's for kids, then the backyard tales would be the one I want to see as a web series. But if it's for young adults, then either it would be All Saints Lead Back to You or it would be When Our Worlds Collide. May both our dreams come true, and both our books get converted to web series. Yeah. <laughs> so this is another thing that I constantly face with uh, my book, which is the first book that I ever wrote, The Secret Proposal. I keep ranting about what a bad male character I wrote because he was I was somehow very influenced by Bollywood ka toxic masculinity at that point of time so he was being horrible to the girl and the girl is constantly in love with him it has been years I published the book back in 2012 it's 2020 I still get mails from okay. people saying that I wish I get a guy like Veeran and I'm like no what have I done <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you know the same thing happens to me when I was walking in the streets I was also like it was in 2012 and uh, the story that i wrote that time the girl is like so damn confused so confused i mean <laughs> and still now i get mails from uh, people who like tell me please tell me what happened to her life uh, i like ended it in a cliffhanger so even now they tell me then what happened to her later please tell please tell and i'm like oh my god when is it like this thing <laughs> रिटर्न I do oh, the same yeah, thing. They, I will meet someone. They will ask me that, oh, you've written books. Uh, so should I read the first book? I'm like, no, man, read the book I have written now. I wrote that when I was yeah, exactly. so young. I was very young back then. It was ten years, ten, ten, twelve years ago. Or less than yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's really hard because now we are a very different person, right, from the person that we were back then. So we cannot relate. But so it really becomes, uh, yeah. <laughs> so really, when I do we feel it see so your, much. So when do we see your uh, Nano Demo out into the either Amazon or yeah. publishing world somewhere? Yeah. 
hopefully next year yeah because uh, i will edit it this month after taking like a one week break and then i'll send it out to the publishers and let's see where the book goes where lies its destination so i want to ask you one question yes uh, how do you feel like uh, about the publishing uh, scenario in india i used to work in a publishing like, house so Hmm. Hmm. That used to yeah, be my first. Yeah, I mean, sir. Generally, I'm just saying. It. I think it's very. It's a very confused state. Like one publisher is going to tell you that this book. Uh, I mean, hmm. this genre is not something that I'm looking at. Hmm. The other one will tell you that this is this what is hmm. selling. So you get very confused feedback hmm. from everyone, and you can never tell. Right. Right. Like one thing yeah. is in India, something I've noticed is unless you make it like really big, you need to have your Day job and your writing will always be your side job. Absolutely. absolutely. But in America or in UK, they sign you, they give you contracts, and they are like, "Go, you're sorted." <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they are the processes. I think so much better. And yeah, I think they go through agents, right? Which in India, like, it's not that popular that way. So yeah. So I also find this thing about uh, the publishing scenario that sometimes it can really confuse you. Yeah. <laughs> And seriously, unless you make it very big, uh, there is no way you can rely on writing for like your bread and butter. <laughs> Impossible to do that. So does that make you sometimes feel a little like hopeless, or do you feel that way that oh my god, where am I going to be that big? every day because when i was younger i didn't understand <laughs> we grew up looking at people like agatha christie and it blighton jk rowling was a huge thing yeah. that we grew up with and we literally saw yeah. her grow up now she's lost her mind that's a different story but to me i did not know how the indian publishing uh, world was till i was a part mm. of it so that kind of told me that okay i will i can't quit my job and uh, yep it's been years so i constantly feel like when is my big break coming when is that book Coming, which yeah. is everybody's going to talk about it. But the thing is, I also yeah. realize that I like writing because I write because I like writing. I really love writing, and I have this exactly. steady group of people around me who love reading what I write. I guess yeah. I found my focus audience, and I am writing for them. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think this really sustains us. This love for writing, because we know that uh, okay, whenever that break will come, it will come eventually. But now I'm enjoying the process, and let me just enjoy it. Let me just keep on writing. So yeah, same for me. Although, like sometimes I feel like, oh my god, especially when I see like some authors suddenly becoming like huge celebrities, and when I read them, I don't like their work that much. So I feel like, where am I going wrong, or how can I? Like reach that stage, and then I feel okay. I am enjoying the process, and that's what that matters. Yeah. I also don't know too many women writers who made it big. Like if you have this Dooja Gupta, and then there is who are these other guys? Amish. Uh, there was another Amish, Ashwin Sanghi, and uh, Ravinder Singh. Him. There was this other guy. I remember we had gone to his uh, A as well. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name for some reason, but he was—he's a really cute guy. <laughs> but <laughs> there was this one time when I who Sumrit, like who wrote that French series, that Canada girl and a boy be friend, like yeah, Sumrit Sahi. 
Oh, we were published by the yeah. same publisher. Then Rupa took him, but Rupa never okay, thought okay. of taking me. Okay. 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 So, no, no, not Emily. Yeah. It's not that cute. But okay, okay. <laughs> 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 put this up on YouTube. <laughs> 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 but no, I can't remember his name for some joy. I can't remember his name. I think it's Amish only. Amish ka what's his surname? Amish Tripathi. No, no. Amish Tripathi can't be. I just remember him getting watching people get high on wine during his <laughs> book reading. <laughs> I don't know why we went, but okay. But yeah, I remember being very frustrated at one point in my career and telling my mom that I wish I was a boy. And she's like, "What?" And then I go, "If I was a cute, good-looking boy, I'd have made it. People would buy it for my face." And she's like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> Yeah, because when you see Mortal, that's why you get that kind of impression only, right? Like he's flaunting his dimples, and girls are going gaga and like buying his books. <laughs> so Think yeah, Preeti Janoy and Nikita Singh are the only two uh, Indian female authors that I can think about right now, and I constantly and then there are men author ka names running somersaults in my head. I was on Amazon today, yeah. and I found books written by various yeah. female authors, but I've never heard of them. But they have been published by Penguin, mm-hmm. by Hashid, by really good, um, yeah, yeah, really good publishers. So I'm like, how did you do it, and why are we getting rejected? See, see, I think girls read a lot of books. I mean, this kind of book, romantic, chick lit. So I think when a cute guy writes it, I think there is that bias. All the girls run to buy those books. <laughs> So maybe there lies the difference. Yeah, that's really unfair. Yeah, that's all. Do you like enjoy uh, like uh, reading like this writer's books? I mean, who is your favorite writer among them? Like, Sorry, who's my favorite writer among my friends? No, no, among these writers, just popular, <laughs> very popular writers. Yeah. That's the only time I. First of all, do you read these... them? I did. Yeah. First of all, do you read them? <laughs> first of all, I read them. Then I was trying to break into the market because I wanted to check out the competition. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually like Nikita Singh. Like I remember her first book, Love yeah. at Facebook, which was, which yeah. was too young when she wrote it. So it show kind of shows in her writing. But I read her. Yeah. One of her recent books was called Letters to My Ex, which was really good. I actually enjoyed that book. Hmm. And Preeti Shina, I really love Preeti Shina's writing. She has this. I also. She's one writer I really admire. Yeah, all her stories. Uh, I've been reading her for quite long. Yeah. There was another female who had come. I think her name was Anjali Kripalani, and she. Kripalani. Yeah, yeah, right, right. She don't never say never. Never say never. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that book. I remember. That book I really I liked. Yes. That was a debut yeah, novel. <laughs> yeah, and I really enjoyed it. The humor—it it was amazing. Yeah, the pink color book. It was actually remember the cover. Yeah. <laughs> in recent times, actually, there is this guy in Bombay itself. His name is Amay Amay Bondre, and he wrote this book called Afsanian. Okay. It's a collection of short stories. I really okay. enjoyed that book. And there is this okay. one particular story I have written about that in my review as well, called Death, where. Okay, I'm going to spoil the story. Sorry to everyone who might be really <laughs> wanting to read this book, but I remember this. Okay, there's this there's this beautiful short story that he wrote about this guy and a girl, 
and this guy has been cheating on this girl for a long time and she wants commitment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. on the other hand under so this this all this is happening in new york and her sister is about to give birth in india and the sister really needs this chick right now and this guy tells her that no i don't see this going anywhere what are you doing and she goes there like her reaction to the entire thing is she can't hear a single sound or anything because that is how phased she is and he's described it so beautifully like wow. if you're being broken up yeah. with in the middle of the road the kind of reaction you would have yeah wow amazing wow So I asked and him like, like, what prompted it and he is like see personal experience so ek hai and then he asked me that did you not realize that the guy has been cheating on her constantly <laughs> what was the foolish girl doing with him <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was one book i really enjoyed reading yeah So what are you working on right now? I have to finish writing uh, the second part of the backyard tales. And the other okay. book that I am actually I am having a so I am done with the first draft I'm writing the second draft for it is uh, Rashi Hoshal will find her prince charming. It should be wow. Yeah. <laughs> I it will come know. up next year. I hope so because it's actually a commentary about how horrible the dating scene in india is oh wow amazing it is it is actually like i don't understand all this dating apps i feel like i am from another generation yeah when i see you know people using this dating app bumble tinder i i just don't get this uh, scene at all yeah i'm quite good at the navigating the apps it is convincing the other person that uh, this could go somewhere is the hard part Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to read this book. <laughs> And the name, I really like the name. Yeah. Will Rashi Ghoshal find her prince charming? Yeah. No, no, it's, she will find her prince charming. Like so the, the other thing is I have okay. been a little obsessed with the concept of a prince charming and the one which people tell me that <laughs> get out of it fairy tales and real life are too same here same here i am a hopeless romantic i am like such a hopeless romantic that sometimes i feel like kya hoga mera <laughs> yeah so i can totally relate to it i have been this way i think uh, since i was 18 and now i'm 30 and i'm still the same <laughs> okay i have wanted to meet prince charming since i was very young he is not turned up yet So at at this point, my friends keep sending me memes which says that Prince Charming has been hit by a bus. He's up a tree. Get up and go find him. He's lost and he's too stubborn to ask. I've seen all those memes. <laughs> like he's too stubborn to ask for directions. So maybe you should go out and meet him halfway. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing I do for my stories. I always begin a chapter with a quote. For this particular book, I was looking for all the quotes mm. that I could possibly find on Prince Charming. So one quote that I found was mm. saying that he's not coming on a white horse; he's sitting on top of a turtle. So be patient. Turtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Lot of sense actually. Because I am 31 right now, and if he's not turned up, I don't know what he's doing. 
<laughs> give it to anna i'm sure after the pandemic hopefully <laughs> now it's very easy to say after the pandemic like when people ask me when are you getting married like after the pandemic because no one knows when it will really end right so that is the safest answer after the pandemic when are you doing this after the pandemic <laughs> getting married that is supposed to be one of the happiest days of my life and no time said one of the <laughs> because yeah. i refuse to believe it's just the happiest day of your life it can't be that's your birthday yeah yeah seriously <laughs> so many people are getting married in covid like now they are wearing matching mask with their wedding outfits <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw one girl, you know, wearing matching masks with her like Benares sari. Like, could it that? Wow. Can't be what? I was about to say, would yeah, it be really weird? Really it was really looking very weird, and just imagine how uncomfortable that would be. Already like getting decked <coughs> with that heavy sari and jewelry and whatnot, and then over. Oh, Super sick mask. It's like really. But hats off to them seriously for that um, like willingness to marry in COVID. <laughs> Way I see it, the pandemic actually has made a few people extremely productive. Like I was going when the complete lockdown happened. I went so crazy that I started working mm. way more. And I am not only mean mm. my office work. I adopted a cat. I started this series. I started writing way more. Mm. So for me, I wanted to challenge. Yeah, you started the series. That. Yeah, you started the series this year in pandemic. Yes, for me also, you know, productivity-wise, it was uh, a good year that way because I wrote two books in this year, which is a huge thing for me. Uh, like obviously the nano remo thing and then the mythological monologues I did, which started during the A to Z challenge in April, and. Uh, Yeah, then I started my podcast and also did a lot of work on my YouTube channel. Yeah, productivity-wise, it was quite good that way. Though I can't say that loudly to my friends, I have to always pretend like I'm the fat because it's not horrible, horrible. But I know, <laughs> I know that I it know, has been great productivity-wise. But a lot of people <laughs> struggle. So for uh, us, I guess we were productive because we are used to being indoors and we are used to being by ourselves. Because I'm guessing yeah, you're an introvert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All most writers are, I guess. So <laughs> I really enjoy being with my books and my laptop. I'm very happy that way. <laughs> Tell me a little about your podcast. I didn't know you have a podcast. Yeah, it's the same. It's learning literature with Kolba. Like what I do on YouTube, the same thing only, but the podcasts are like bite-sized episodes. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So, for example, like in one episode, I'm talking about uh, like a literary device. Yeah, for example, allegory or alliteration, and uh, then types of fiction. So yeah, they are like five minutes, four minutes, five minutes bite-sized episodes. So which I do, uh, like uh, along with the YouTube channel thing, 
because i i have seen that you know people who are staying abroad like especially in us australia they are very much into podcasts yep. they listen to a lot of podcasts so in my podcast views like i think more than 50% views comes from you know people outside india so that's like really very very <laughs> encouraging yeah i'm glad i really am <laughs> It has been such a nice thing talking to you. Like this is, I'm so excited. I uh, I am constantly told that I start things and I don't end it. So for me to end season one of Chai and Chill and start season two is like yeah. a huge achievement. And it's not. And I have faced yeah, setbacks. Amazing. My cat sat on the laptop and broke the keyboard. <laughs> it took me three months to figure out that external keyboard. Me, just battery change करनी है and that is how. Like I literally was like this. I was like, wait, what if I change the battery? <laughs> and then I am like, okay, we are back. <laughs> I'm just yeah. glad that despite 2020 being one of the worst years of everybody's lives, yeah. it has been a very good year for me. I'm sorry, but it has. Same year. It has been productivity wise very good. Very good. I'm very happy that way. <laughs> High five. We both had productive years. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on Chai and Chill. You are my first guest Thank for this so season. Much. I'm so happy about that. I'm also so happy that you invited me, and it was a blast chatting with you about so many things. Thank you so much. <laughs>